You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. Hour 2, Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. That's Josh Jordan. That's Trey Campbell. I'm just a little piece of this puzzle. I'm Jerry Bowe. Let's get right back to the Twitch line or, or on Twitch feed because they make a great point. Is J.J. Watt automatically statue material here in the stadium? Will we for sure at one point see a statue of J.J.? I think so. I mean, he's going to be what you think of You know, when you think of the Houston When you think of the good stuff about the Houston Texans, you're going to think of J.J., man. And what he did for Houston – and he's still doing for Houston. You know, that there's a reason why we we're so sad and angry when he left because we're going to miss him. You know, great player, but a great person. I think he, I think he should have a statue. What do you guys think? H-Town Lowdown says, early in 2020 season, J.J. allegedly got rid of B.O.B. If he can get signed and rip apart Easterby, once he leaves, maybe Easterby gets fired. Do you think it's too far now that he's not in-house? Do you think that J.J. is that type once he does get signed and, and, and things will move a little bit you know, a month or two, do you think he comes back and throws in his two cents and lets us know something? Because that very well could happen. No, but I think I think a few years down the line, we're going to have a 30 for 30 about Jack Easterby, and we're going to find out about all this ridiculous stuff because people don't want to talk about it now because they're in the middle of it. But after they've retired a few years down the line, I think we're going to hear a, books are going to be written about Jack Easterby and what happened with the Texans. Battle Red Raider says they're going to have a watch statue at every entrance with with a blood fountain. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just walk up pregame, throw some blood on my face. Third down, put some blood on my face. Right next to the con- uh, confessions at the concessions for Easterby. Now that I like we, it. Yeah, con- con- confessions at the concessions is what we're going to have coming up soon. If you've, if you've done a little bit of wrong, maybe a, a couple of sins throughout the week while well, you go get popcorn and a hot dog you could stop by real quick and give a confession and, and Easterby will, will listen to you and, and he'll bless you after that and then maybe he'll do a little stand-up during halftime and warm up the crowd that's the thing here man it just I ask again what needs to happen for him to immediately and I say immediately within the next year get fired what what possibly has to go like what's the worst case scenario that can happen for him to be able to leave. The only way this happens is if Deshaun says it's him or me. That's it. Right, right now, right, that's he, the only way it happens that they get rid of Easter would be if Deshaun says, if you get rid of him, I'll stay. And I think Deshaun's like, I'm out of here. Y'all can keep that dummy. You know, I don't care what happens to you guys. I'm gone. So I, I just, I don't think Deshaun's like, you know, why go through all that? You know, just stay quiet. Don't show up. Get traded. Let the Texans do what Texans are going to do. But if Deshaun comes out and says, all right, you know, I'll end my holdout. I'll pull my, my trade request. If you get rid of Easterby, then and only then do I think he will be removed. But that, I just, I don't see that happening. You'll have fans lining up outside the stadium, helping them clean out the office. Yeah. It just, it would be a holiday. People aren't going to work. It just, that, but for a long time, we spoke about Bill O'Brien in this sense, thinking that that was the devil behind the mask. And then now there was a, I guess he, Bill O'Brien, the the general manager, and that's when things got out of hand. But how did that all happen? But it, but we we blame it all on O'Brien. But you know, Easterby was in on these trades. Exactly. You no, know, he wanted the Hopkins trade. You know, he he was he was in on all this stuff. We thought it was all O'Brien, but it wasn't just O'Brien. Like we under we did a sports mat video on this the other day that. 
you know, we we underestimated Easterby and we overestimated Bill O'Brien's pool in that organization. So all these bad, the Laramie Tunsil contract and, you know, given to Sean the no trade clause and all this stuff is Easterby. It, it's just true. They're in a bad spot right now because like Casario's buying in it too. That That's the problem. We all thought Nick Casario, pragmatic from the Patriots, you know, he's going to run football operations. Not so much. I think he answers to Easterby. I'm not kidding. How can how can we even be here? Like, listen to what you just said. Yes. That he probably answers to Easterby. Casario. They hired a character coach this week, Jerry. Wasn't that what Jack Red was fist, supposed to fist, be? Red fist, blue fist. Yeah, I mean, he's going to do some stand up. That stuff is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they hired a character coach. Wasn't that Easter- Joel Osteen? <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably a little too uh, little too expensive. But you get the idea. If if that's Easterby's thing, then why are they hiring a character coach? Exactly. No, you make a great point. And I went back and read that uh, the Sports Illustrated thing and just how he made his move to power. Mm-hmm. And it started with just he was fortunate guy to be in the right place at the right time, and the right people liked him. And they always kept pushing his envelope, and he would always do it with those with corny slogans. You could go walk into his office anywhere and, and you can even leave with a post-it and it would have some kind of encouragement for you. Something he probably read off a calendar, you know, and that's, he shakes the magic eight ball of, of encouraging words. And he says, Hey, outcome says, yes, <laughs> take it. All of his words of advice come from like those, those posters, you know, people put in their office that has like a cat on a branch and it says, hang in there. You yeah. know, like all those stupid little things. Like that's where all the Easterby's words of wisdom come from. He hypnotizes them, though. Yes. He, would, he has like next to You remember those posters when you go to the uh, mall and you would have to look at the middle? Yeah. I was the worst at those. I could never see anything. I would walk in and it, it looked like a maid or whatever it was, some abstract art. You look in the middle and everything would go 3D. I never saw anything. Did you ever see? Yeah. I was the worst. You have to kind of cross your eyes for that third dimensional thing to pop up it, it you kind of have to figure it out it doesn't just it takes some time that's an easter be one-on-one interview oh, he yeah. has you walk in he's like look at this poster <laughs> and then once you go cross-eyed then he starts talking mm-hmm. and then he's got you again though it's fun and games we we sit here and joke about it but that's where we are now the day that we have the uh, i don't even want to say it in that form but the easter be funeral as far as his position just how we had the o'brien one and it was it was happy days it was it was a brilliant moment that we had here that morning. We rejoiced together. People were calling in, giving their parting words for O'Brien. When Easterby's gone, I mean, like I said, it's a holiday. It is, and it just it goes to show you that it wasn't just O'Brien because look at all the terrible decisions they've made since he was already gone. It's Easterby. Now, trying to paint JJ to a certain team, we talked about the Packers, for example, you're seeing they got linemen. Dave uh, Bakhtiari, um, he took a pay cut on the salary cap number just to to open up. And I'm seeing, like, Stefan Diggs, for example, he's over there tagging uh, J.J. like, hey, hey, you, you know, where does he ultimately go? Do you think it's money? What kind of money? Because now we have to start talking about salary cap. And a salary cap in the NFL that usually goes up, Salary cap numbers came out last last week, and they're projected to be, they say, no lower than 175, but they're guessing 180, 181, which is down from last year. Yep. What does that do for a player like J.J. that's coming off 17 and a half, what, what, what he was worth at that time, 
And I was telling people I'm thinking more around that 12 or 13 area that puts him right around 10 for a defensive lineman. Where do you think he lands, and how much does that play into the team that he could ultimately land in? If you're if you are an owner right now, are you just crazy about opening up your checkbook to a player at that age with that kind of injury resume? Would you say, hey, the history's cool. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and overpay you. What do you do? I will say he played this year. He, he played all the games. The other thing I would say, you know, like Trey said, we, de- we did see a fall off in his stats. But keep in mind, he was getting triple teamed a lot, even triple. Because remember, DJ Reader was gone. So they were really able to just focus on JJ this year because they didn't have to respect anybody else. Uh, PFF, they act, you know how they do their ratings? JJ was a top 20 player. I think he was like number 18 on defense in the entire NFL last year, according to their stats. So JJ can still play. Out of 144, I yeah. saw that. And then as far as just uh, plays where he created havoc or disrupted, even though he didn't get to the quarterback or or had a tackle for loss, he was top seven. I, I remember he was – I think it was seventh, actually um, – just the numbers are there. Yeah. Just it just you're so used to seeing him making game breaking plays, twenty sacks, you know, crazy stuff. interception to the house, maybe catch a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You weren't seeing that, but that's what you pay seventeen and a half million for. Yeah. That's it, it was time. I think it was just time to make that move. Unfortunately, it came and in, in these moments right now that that you're losing Watson. Or, or you or you might be losing Watson, but you're losing the organization just as a whole as what you are. And I guess when we look at just overall beloved Houston athletes, Watt's always going to be up there. He is. And then, you know, there's another question of if they let Watson out, you know, are other players going to start wanting out of the Texans organization? The other big topic of conversation this week was around Will Fuller. And, you know, John McClain reportedly said that he thinks – the Texans are very aware that other teams like the Jets, some other teams have shown interest. They they want Will Fuller. Let him go. Yeah, but see, he's saying that he believes the Texans will franchise him if they can't get him to sign long term. That's going to be an over fifteen million dollar number for Will Fuller next year if they franchise. You him. can't n- not after this. After he has a little moment, and then you find out he was he had help. And you're already paying Brandon Cooks $12 million, and you know that terrible contract that they gave to Randall Cobb. I mean, they were talking about all that money that they would have had to give Hopkins. Look how much they'll be committing to their wide receivers if they do this. And our very own uh, Cody Davis, he said one of his sources, he writes for SportsMap. You can go to houston.sportsmap.com if you want to check it out. According to his sources, like Fuller doesn't want to stay. So the only way he'll be back is if they franchise him and, and he doesn't have a way he can leave. Good. Let him go, though. I yeah, mean, I'm, I, I'm with you. Uh, there, there doesn't need to be a conversation. Let him go. But they think Deshaun, remember Deshaun? Oh, that, you know, that, that'd, be a, that'd be a fight, you know, if, if, he, if he leaves. I want to finish our careers together is what Deshaun said about Fuller. Of course, this was, you know, back during the season. Now we know Deshaun doesn't want to be here, but my point is, is if they think that they can make Deshaun want to stay by keeping Fuller, they might be dumb enough to do that. It, it's not going to matter anymore. We're past that. Yeah, the nerve of these guys, yeah. though, like Will Fuller, like you're walking on thin ice, brother. Like we know that you had assistance to to in your best little spurt. Yeah, never played all 16 games, and guess what? He won't next year because he's going to be suspended for the first game of the season. It's like Jadavion Clowney to the Titans. He said. I'm open to – I'd be open to sitting down and talking. Of course you would. Yeah, of course. Of course you would. You stole from them. And we're going to steal from the bookies. Coming up next, we're going to have a little bit of NASCAR. We're going to have a little bit of soccer. We're going to have a little bit of hoops. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
ESPN 97.5. Houston's newest Brazilian steakhouse, Gaza do Brasil, offers a new way to lunch in the heart of the Galleria. Our gourmet salad bar features over 40 items served fresh daily. Enjoy unlimited fresh seafood, gourmet cheeses, specialty cured meats, countless vegetables, soup and salad options, and a variety of authentic hot side dishes. For only $24.50, you can also add our traditional churrasco option featuring USDA prime beef, pork, chicken, and lamb, all served table side. See the full menu at casadobrasil.com, located at Sage and West Alabama. Okay, let's try this again. Houston powder coaters. Yeah. Refinishes patio furniture and ornamental iron pieces. But I thought they were an industrial coater. They are. But you say Houston powder coaters can handle my patio furniture? Yes. Pick it up. Yes. Remove all the previous paint and rust? Yes. Replace all those strappy things and fabric seat backs and return it to me in pristine condition? Yes. I don't get it. Okay, what don't you get? Houston Powder Coaters. Yes. You're talking about the same company that I hear handles the coatings of pipes, panels, you know, the big oil and gas equipment? Yes. They can refinish my backyard furniture? Yes. Can they refurbish it? Yes. Can they renew it? Okay, let me stop you there. Houston Powder Coaters can refinish, refurbish, renew, repair, restore, renovate, rehabilitate, redeem, revive, and or reconstitute your old patio set. Cool. Yes. So how do I get in touch with them? This one's easy. Go to HoustonPowderCoaters.com. Hey, their name's in the website. <laughs> yes, their name is in the website, HoustonPatterCoders.com. Do you think other people know that? At this point, yes, I think that's a given. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! Hey everybody, John Granato with Mark Klein from Klein's Jewelry here talking about Valentine's Day. Guys, Mark is ready for you right now. You're running out of time. You want that diamond. You want that necklace. You want those earrings. You want anything jewelry-wise. You go see my man, Mark. Right, Mark? John, we're doing a deal this year which is better than any other deal in the city of Houston. You come to Klein's and we're doing a Valentine's Day basket. The basket includes a dozen roses, a diamond heart pendant, a card, a candle, a teddy bear, all in one. If you come to Klein's, it's the best deal in the city of Houston. You can give us a call at 832-316-1388 or check it out on Klein'sJewelry.com. There's no better deal in the city of Houston. You come to Klein's, it's a one-stop shop. We take care of the ESPN listeners every year, John. 5868 Westheimer, that's Westheimer and Fountain View. Or you can give them a call, 832-316-1388. The best in diamonds at the best price, it's Klein's Jewelry, Klein'sJewelry.com. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. It's Moneyline. It's Josh Jordan, Trey Campbell, Jerry Bow knows on a no football Sunday, but we'll bring you football, right? And you're going to go over to my bookie and you're going to hit Spain. And you're going to go to Villarreal Betis. And I'm going to tell you there's goals in this game, and this is why. Betis, this is what they've scored in the last five road games. Just road games. 2-2-2-3-3. Two, 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 three, three. That's their own goals. They've also given up 2-1-1-4. One, one, 
So they've given up goals in four of the five. They scored multiple goals in all five games, of uh, all last five away games. Then I look at Villarreal at home, and they scored one, two, two, one, three. So they've gotten on the board all five games in the last five at home, and they've gotten multiple goals on three of the five occasions. They've also given up goals on four of the last five games. I see both teams scoring. I see Betis getting on the board at least one, maybe the two that they've been scoring the last five, and then Villarreal also scoring. I think the, 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 the truth is in the pudding as they say if you look at heads up the last three times these teams have played heads up five to one two to one three to one you see what's going on here both teams score over in spain go ahead and book it over at my bookie now let's get over to one other bet here and it's no one uh, again the stars aligned for us josh last week we had tyler for the uh, for the super bowl show yeah, yeah. now we have on daytona 500 day we have trey campbell I'm going to go ahead and put out some odds here. I want to, not exactly just on the odds-wise, but just an overall thought of, of what you think is going to go down, though. But today is the 63rd running of the Daytona 500, and the odds go like this. Danny Hamlin is the favorite at 600, 6-1. To Chase Elliott, um, Eric, Eric, Eric Almarola. Almarola, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. Any of these stick out to you as far as favorites, or are we looking further down this list? Well, obviously, Denny Hamlin is, um, you know, the favorite. He's won there back-to-back years. But, you know, this race is so difficult to predict. But if you want to throw some units down on Denny Hamlin, that'd probably be your safest bet. The guy I like, and anytime there's a race like this, is Eric Almarola, because he's one of the best plate drivers, well, super speedway drivers, in NASCAR. So I, I like Eric Almarola. You know that firsthand. I always hammer on Eric Almarola, and he almost won one year, but he got wrecked in the final corner. Another name to, to keep a, an eye out for is uh, William Byron. He won the last race at Daytona in, uh, in September, I believe. So keep an eye out for William Byron. He's been really good at this track. And um, Bubba Wallace is the obvious... The obvious kind of um, headline going into this race, he looked really fast in the duels. So um, I say he'll finish in the top five. I don't know if he can win, but when it's when it's Daytona, all bets are off. Anybody can win it. So, and he, I'm and I'm looking at your your NASCAR preview pick uh, article here, Trey, on Sports Map. If you want a little more in depth on Trey's thoughts. On this race today, and, and who he thinks going to win, he, he wrote a whole article on this stuff. If you want to lay a little money on it, get over to Houston.SportsMap.com and check out Trey's article. But sorry, Trey, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're man. good. Thank and you these, for the plug. And yep. these picks that he's given, I'm talking about, and don't let me butcher his name, but Eric Almarola at 10-1. to 1. Then you have William Byron at 17-1. to 1. Um, Those are huge payouts. I would get on this. Again, there's nobody that knows NASCAR like Trey. I'll, I'll bet on that. Yeah. Um, funny story about Eric Almarola. Me and Jerry actually had a bet on him one time. Jerry put down like a hundred bucks on Eric Almarola, and he was like a, a turn away from winning the race. The most interested I've ever been in a race. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, put some money on a NASCAR race. You put some money on golf and watch it, and you'll see that it, it changes the whole perception on everything. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go over right now to Italy, and you're going to live bet. Crotone Sassuolo. I'm giving you everything I have here. Go ahead and hit the over. It's 1-0 right now, Sassuolo. Go ahead, hit Sassuolo, minus 1.5, and, and the over. Sassuolo sounds like some kind of dish, right? Like, what are we it's eating delicious. today? Yeah. You want some Sassuolo? But again, Sassuolo, Crotone, Italy, 
and go and hit the over and hit Sassuolo to win by over one and a half goals. I think this is about to open up. It's a 22nd minute. And also you got the picks on uh, the other soccer game, Betis in Spain. And then also I'm going to give you another one that's going off at 145 Central Standard Time before we get out of here. But for now, let's go. Let's have a little bit of fun. right? Because sometimes when you hear the names like Marshawn Lynch, yeah. you, you're always going to think, Man, where where the hell is what what is he up to? Sometimes you see him on reality TV. Sometimes you see him sounding like this. I'm gonna go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all. <laughs> though, right? Go ahead, take me a nice fat. <laughs> get my stomach all right and everything. Then I'm finna go out here and try to run for 200 on a 50 yard field like was at. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Marshawn doing commentary in what's called the fan controlled football league. He's He's a player, but I think he's also like a manager of the team. And uh, so he jumped in the, the booth to do a little bit of commentary. And as you heard, he dropped F-bombs. He dropped all kinds of stuff that had to be bleeped He's out. going for 200 on a 50-yard field. That's After not taking too a hard, though. No, it's not. But he's like like when uh, horse racing, you know, when they take a poop before the race, people think that's like, a, you know, a good thing, a sign that they're going to win. Marshawn Lynch is, is talking about Taking a dump before getting out there, eating a Caesar salad to get his stomach right. It, 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 it's hilarious, you know. <laughs> like when you think of him with the the joint and uh, lying outside of what a Raider stadium, uh, just just different things that he's done over the time. You think, man, he's a legend. Lighting the torch with the joint. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was. I couldn't think of exactly. I knew it involved weed and lighting something up that he shouldn't have been. <laughs> but he got away with that. It, nobody ever said anything about it. You look at him though what he was between the lines, where do we have Marshawn Lynch? And, and this is just crazy. I've never even thought about it till now. We're, we're doing it just live on the go. I don't think Hall of Fame material, but where do we rank Marshawn Lynch overall? Do we say that maybe it was cut a little bit short, that he left prematurely, or was it time for him to leave? What do you think? No, nah, man, like he played a long time. We I, forget about the Buffalo years. Yeah, the Buffalo years. And, I mean, you know, he had some issues in Buffalo, but then he went on to have a really great career. And, man, He's going to be a legend in Seattle forever. If he gets that ball in that Super Bowl and he runs it in, if it does go for a touchdown, do you think that he leaves the way he did? Or do you think that played to the impact of a few players on that team? Because shortly after that whole, the whole Legion of Boom and just the team overall, it kind of, I know some guys got old and Chancellor and and injuries, but it seemed like that was like kind of the fork. It was, I mean, they had to pay Russ. You know, that's kind of what happened with the Seahawks is some of those guys got older, Earl Thomas, but also, you know, Russell Wilson wasn't on that rookie deal anymore, and you can't afford to have a an all-time defense if you got to pay your quarterback that much money. And that's the whole – that was the trick people were using, these these franchises, these teams, with the rookie contract on the quarterback. If you can get that to work somehow and he doesn't entail a lot of money, then you can spread it out in other, in other forms and fashions. But at the same time, when we look at Brady – and the way that he did it, being at the top of his game and not being even, I forget what it was, not even like a top 10, 12 play quarterback for a long time. This year, he finally got some money. But how much does that have to do with the excess money he has on other on other aspects as far as his wife? She's got money. She's a millionaire herself. His jersey sells. Endorsements, the Ugg boots and you know all that And Ugg stuff. boots, you He's know. He's trying that's, to be yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> he is. But, you know, we think back about this and Marshawn, he was in the same draft as Adrian Peterson. You know, I mean, just think about that. Adrian Peterson's still playing. He said he wanted to play for the Bucks next year. I mean, just looking back at that draft, man, Calvin Johnson was in that draft. 
And Darryl, the, Darrell Revis? Yes, and the crown jewel, Jamarcus Russell with the number one overall pick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was a wild draft right there. Yeah, it really was. I mean, a, a great. I'm looking at it here. Patrick Willis went one pick right in front of Marshawn Lynch. And then your Houston Texans at pick number 10. You remember the smooth stylings of Moby Okoye? Uh, he's been here before. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Now, thinking of this league, then all of a sudden yesterday, I look at, and I see Johnny Football. First, not even in a helmet. I just see that he commented that he doesn't if even if the NFL wanted to have him, he doesn't want to play in the NFL. And I was thinking, okay, uh, yeah, okay. And then I, I'm thinking, why is he even on the news? And the next thing I see, he's out there pumping up a team, getting ready to play a football game. And what is this? The fan controlled league? Yeah, I guess the fans yes. are calling the yeah, yes. Like I I saw a highlight of him. They said Johnny's back, and I saw him scrambling in what looks like the the game NFL Street. It's a it's it's the indoor arena football field. The small I don't even know how wide it is, but it's extremely narrow and it's got those padded walls. I saw one game that the the few highlights I saw just on clips. One game went down to the very last play. One, I mean, they're running around with their chicken like chickens with their heads cut off. They're just running. Around. He's going backwards. He ends up getting tackled on the five yard line over the wall. The announcers are going crazy. I said. Bring back NFL. We get some real football. There's some uh, interesting names that own teams in this league. What do you uh, got? Obviously, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Mike Tyson owns a, a piece of the beasts. Richard Sherman and Quavo from uh, the popular hip-hop group Migos. And then you have Trevor May, Astro, uh, yeah, uh, New York Mets relief pitcher. So, uh, real... A-list celebrities here. Yeah. Austin Eckler. A lot of weed enthusiasts yeah. for Mike Tyson and Marshawn The press Lynch. box is just yeah. smoky as hell. Quavo. Uh, you got Miro, um, the, the wrestler. Miro, the wrestler. And you have Austin Eckler. So, interesting bunch. There's something to this, right? There's got to be of these. Like, that's a weird list of... of the, what are they selling them? I know. Like, who's the commissioner? Easterby? Uh, man, you can get these guys to invest in anything when they have that much money. <laughs> Here's what I think happened, all right? Marshawn, Mike Tyson, Quavo are all sitting in a room. They're all hot boxing, yeah. you know, smoking a blunt. And, uh, you know, Marshawn probably looks up and he says, you know what would be great? If we let the fans control the football. Like, that would be that would be so great. And then, it, and then that's what we got. Yeah, the, you get not that far off. You get that guy, man. I could call a better place than this. Exactly. That guy. Well, let's. And then that guy finally ran into a guy that had money. And then it becomes a blend of kind of like Madden, but actual football, right? Like you're calling the plays, but instead of a video game, they're actually running the play. But everyone has that little cousin that never punts. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah. Fourth and third. Uh, fourth and twenty-three, and and he's out there lining up shotgun five wide, and you're thinking, bro. You're down 34 points. This isn't even fun at this point. My favorite is when they try to get the key, the fake punt and they have like the punter try and throw. You think you should have just lined up? I'm telling you, friendships have been lost on Madden. I've I've lost a few across my time. And where I'm from, we call it a, a twinkie. Whenever you go down 20, it's oh, you pass the sticks. You're done. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. You do that at a party at a get together, and the other guy doesn't really know. He thinks you're disrespecting him in a way. We were at this guy's house. And and it was his house, and I'm over here. I figured out how to nano blitz. It was a cheat. Basically, you 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 line up your your linemen to where the game doesn't 
realized intelligence, you get a free linebacker just rushing in every time. As soon as they hike it, it's just free blitz. Boom, he's getting hit. He's fumbling all over the place. The party's laughing. This man disconnected the whole console, <laughs> threw it to the ground, at which it wasn't unplugged all the way from the, the TV. He disconnected it from the wall, the actual power, but it was just, the TV comes down, and then he kicks everybody out. Ooh. Everybody's got to go. And we're thinking over a game of Madden. Yes. And what are we going to do with the keg that we all threw down on? <laughs> you know, he didn't think about that part. No. But party was over. But this party here on Moneyline goes on. We got 30 minutes till we leave you in. No football. Maybe a little basketball. Some NASCAR. Maybe a little football. Coming from Europe. ESPN 97.5. My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 98.7. Wait, what? I said 98.7. That's my show. Let's try this one more time, okay? My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 97.5 FM. Do you get excited about your energy bill? Probably not. Infuse Energy customers are more than excited. They are enthusiastic over lower electricity rates and better service. InfuseEnergy.com, rated 5 out of 5 stars by the state of Texas. Gentlemen, have you outgrown the Arctic Wolf at Extreme Sports Grooming Products? Cremo Company is proud to offer a more refined selection of products with good, uncommon scents and no cute names. Scents like Blue Cedar and Cypress, Silverwater and Birch, and our new Reserve Collection scent, Palo Santo. Available in rich, lathering body wash, luxurious colognes, barber-grade shampoos, and sweat-fighting antiperspirants and deodorants. Find the grown-up scents from Cremo Company at major retailers, Amazon, and CremoCompany.com. Heard the good news about COVID-19 vaccines? They're here, but you can do more than wait for your turn. Here's how. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. And it's risky to be indoors with them, too. And masks? Well, they protect both the person wearing them and the folks around them. Wear a mask, watch your distance, and make a big difference now. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Jogging out of here, let me tell you a thing or two about Pro Dunk Hoops. It's the best basketball goal on the planet. Great exercise for young and old. You can monster slam even though you're short. They have a goal to fit any driveway or yard. Your kids want this. Be a good parent. Get them the Hoops goal. They do the installation better than anybody, and it's just plain fun. Go to ProDunkHoops.com to order your goal today. ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com. Introducing the all-new ESPN 92.5. We've got you West Houston, Katie, Fulshear, and Sugarland. Dial it up and plug it in. ESPN 92.5. Ready to start looking for your next big adventure? Then consider visiting Juneau, Alaska. Juneau is the great Alaska experience. Wildlife, magnificent mountains, glaciers, and nature. It's where you can see a black bear and a humpback whale all in a day. Fish for salmon. Go kayaking in the waters of the Northern Inside Passage. Explore miles and miles of scenic outdoor trails. Discover the breathtaking beauty of Juneau, Alaska. Learn more at TravelJuno.com. That's TravelJuno.com. 
John Granato here for Chastain Ford, the Ford Truck Experts. If you're looking for a brand new Ford and you have been shopping and comparing dealerships, waste no more time and shop at Chastain Ford, where they value your time. The price you see online is the price you get when you arrive at Chastain Ford. There's no dealer add-on like paint, seal, fabric, seal, window etching, nitrogen, and the tire. Customers get to other dealers, and that price they thought was so reasonable just went up about $3,000. Chastain Ford puts its lowest price on every vehicle. You get the best price without the hassle. ChastainFord.com, Houston's best-kept secret. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Shout out to everyone listening on a Sunday morning. A no football Sunday, but we still get it cranking. We still try to get you some plays. We still try to get you entertained because we know you have a full day of, what, Valentine's Day, love? Yeah. We didn't even... even, uh, Announce anything of that. So whether you are with someone or you're wishing you were, or get to that beer and just drink away the sorrows, this one's for you. The next 30 minutes are dedicated just to you. Yeah, got to wish happy Valentine's Day to the wife. Got to get those brownie points, right, Jerry? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I, I agree. Uh, I love you, honey. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but uh, getting right here to the uh, Twitch line here, Cowboy fans, we have a lot of them. Yeah. If you're out there listening right now and you have anything to say about it, 713-780-3776. We, uh, we brought up last week, as far as winning cures things, what is the reasoning behind the Cowboy faithful not axing Jerry Jones out of the life? Because we have one guy right here, brown guy XOM, says Jerry Jones is destroying my boys. Is he doing that? Did the wins that they had, their little era, was that enough to keep him going until now and to win? When does that run out? What is your thoughts? Why do they still back him so faithfully? For me, Trey, and you're the Cowboys fan, so I'll let you speak on this. I think a lot of Cowboys fans give him a break because he may make moves that make you scratch your head, but it's because he wants to win. Yeah. You know, like that's why he does these things. Look, he took a shot on guys like Greg Hardy. And I mean, there's been a lot of Jeremiah Ratliff. There's been a lot of those guys. Uh, and what's the one? Gregory, the pass rusher. Yeah. Um, you know, he's taking a lot of chances. It sounds like the, the the starting lineup on the on the on the uh, longest yard. <laughs> it does. And yeah, these guys have done some time. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying he <laughs> yeah. does. He does it in the name of winning, man. And, you know, the C.D. Lamb draft pick. A lot of people are like, why do you take another receiver? Or the Zeke pick. Yeah, the Zeke pick. But they are Pro bowlers. Yeah. I mean, at least he's taking guys that are talented. So, yeah, Trey, I think I think he gets a pass because he's trying to win. Where with the Texans, you don't really – you don't, you, you just feel like they just want money. Yeah, it feels like with the Texans, too, they're just trying to be spiteful. Like, they're just trying to, like, oh, we're going to – we're just going to do exactly what they didn't tell us to do because they told us not to do it, you know. But with Jerry, you know, at least he – like you said, he, he wants to win. And that, that – Definitely kind of covers up a lot of moves that are questionable. But overall, it works 50-50. I mean, Zeke has been great. And CeeDee Lamb was great this year. He had some drops. But overall, you know, I, that's I agree with you 100%. And he gives you something to cheer about. 
How often as a Texans fan do they draft a guy and you've never heard of him in your entire yeah. life? They at least give you yeah. hope. Yeah, at least with the Cowboys, you're like, oh, yeah, CeeDee Lamb. I know him. He was good in college. Yeah. Zeke Elliott. I know him. He was good in college. With the Texans, you're like, Kevin Johnson out of Vanderbilt. And you're like, I really was high on Kevin Johnson for a yeah. second. I was like, you know what? He might be a good corner. He, he'll be good with Kareem. Now, Brown Guy asks, what about Dak? Do the boys need him? Dr. Dre quickly and swiftly responds, yes, the boys need him. Jerry has realized the function of Dak as the straw that stirs the drink for the offense and the new leader of the team. So let's start there. There's no really no deal in place right now. We know the franchise tag is going to be uh, over $37 million. That's a big tag. No other quarterback has ever been franchised back-to-back years outside of Kirk Cousins. Many believe if it gets to that point, Dak is going to be gone. So, as the Cowboys, would you believe that Dak has done enough to prove to you that you go ahead and make this move now before later? Or what is the plan? What would you do? Or what do you think the plans are as of right now? Because this is where we are. Man, Trey, look, if I could get a... You know, a good deal. I think I'd give him a long-term contract. But if I had to, I'd franchise him again this year if I had to. And then I have a whole nother year to work on a long-term yeah. contract if, if it comes to that. You're kind of buying time when yeah. you franchise him. But honestly, I, what I worry about is if they say, we're going to franchise you, is Dak going to hold out? I mean, is he going to play? Is that the type of person Dak would be? I don't know. But I would, I would get to that long-term deal as soon as possible. Man, are you going to sit out when it's like, here you go, $37 million for one season? That's a pretty you good know, point. Like, you know, I'd be like, all right, fine, because you know they're not going to franchise him again because isn't it like $50 million the cap? Yeah, goes it goes up, up huge. Yeah. Now, it's also a almost showing off his talent for his next team. Not that he hasn't already, but after an injury, he has to show that he could still play after the injury. So that's another reason for him to come out. But – we got man. We got a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans on the Twitch. He, Total Dallas says Jerry is passionate and cares. I'm good with that. Stephen Jones is taking over and it's getting better. Which that's another thing though. Stephen Jones is taking over and and that's why you kind of you can't just pinpoint it on Jerry all the time. Jerry gets the ultimately call though. Now still he still gets that, but it's slowly slowly going away. Now we're seeing from a lot of people on here saying Zeke sucks coming from a Cowboys fan. Maybe the 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 Cowboys jumped the gun on that on that contract signing yeah. the way they paid him. And I do I do agree with that because we see that running backs, I mean, you can get them. Yeah. Anyway, Tony Pollard even played pretty good behind him. Exactly. Right now, as a Cowboys fan or not a Cowboys fan, if someone said, hey, I'll give you back all the money you paid with Zeke and you could use a little bit of that on Pollard, would you take that right now? you take that. I think you would. And let's look at the offense, guys. They throw the ball yeah, way too way much more to than, be paying a running yeah. back. Look, this is last year attempts. The, the the five games that Dak played in, 39 attempts, 47 attempts, 57 attempts, 58 attempts, and then 21 because, you know, he got hurt and didn't right. play the rest of that game. So they're averaging throwing the ball 50 times a game and you're paying Zeke all yeah. that money? It's just the team doesn't weigh out good because you have a team that's really bad on defense, so then they have to throw a lot. So then it took their best player, yeah. supposedly Zeke, or, or they're most paid, you know. It takes him out of the game, but you don't want to say best because you have an arsenal weapon. So it's kind of you're playing devil's advocate here because you're, you are paying your guy. You're doing what you're supposed to do, but then at the same time, whenever you went out and draft, drafted Lamb, then you said, okay, are we a throwing team? Because now we have three or four options if you want to throw in the, the tight end, you know, a tight end that was breaking out. So now when you have all these options, 
when you have a guy that's getting paid that much, you're saying, all right, he needs to touch the ball 20 times, at least 18 on the ground, and, and they try to get him involved in the air, at least five or six targets. So that's how many more snaps do you have to share around those four? And that's why you would see it flip-flop. You, sometimes you would see a few of the receivers go off, but usually it would be one guy that would really go off. That was a C.D. Lamb game. That was a Cooper game. You know, That was a Gallup game. That's just the way it went. Just where they are now, though, all the money that will be tied to Dak, all the money that will be tied to Zeke, it just that's a lot of grip. And to, to put a bow on that, do you know who ran the most routes in the entire NFL last year? Michael Gallup. I didn't know that. Michael Gallup, most routes run in the entire league last year. And, I mean, and he didn't even have a very good year. We know from fantasy he ran that many routes, and he, he didn't have that good of numbers. But that just tells you how much they throw the football. Also, Titan Hugo says Zeke needs to humble himself. That's also another thing that – because – you would say, okay, but also let's think about the, the offensive line injuries that they've had, some, some guys retiring. That line was the best line to, to run behind for years. Like That's one yeah. thing that you never even worried about. Then slowly and surely you've seen the guys declining from injuries, a retirement. Now you're thinking, man, this isn't even close to the same line, but we think that we talk about them like we, they are. That's another thing that we have to throw into that line but did Zeke come in at his best possible self, or did we talk about him being overweight a lot of times? Did we talk about him fumbling the ball? Because your offensive line could be one thing, but you holding on to the ball, that's on you. Yeah, the fumbles were the biggest issue I had with him. Um, overall, the thing is with Zeke, like, you know, when when you're a team in the Cowboys situation and you just hired Mike McCarthy, someone whose offense relies a lot on the pass, I mean— Really and truly, I don't know. It, it just seems like he's just kind of ta- like there. I mean, he's good when you need him, but if like he's just there, you know, he's not really gonna change the outcome of the game like Dak would. Yeah, my, my deal with Zeke too is every time he breaks off a long run, he's smacking himself on the helmet, saying, "Take me out of the game." You know what I mean? Like that, that's that gotta gets drive annoying you. Yeah, too. I mean, Trey is a Cowboys fan. He busts off a long run all the way to the seven yard line. Then he wants out. That's got to you know? be that's got to be something that that they're gonna have to look at it when they're doing this whole cap thing. I understand kind of why he got the deal because he bent him over a table and said, "Listen, we <laughs> whoa if you don't play if you don't pay me, I'm not playing." And the market was saturated because Todd Gurley just got his big deal, but now it's it's like okay, it seems like you're just kind of. It, it, the welcome is wearing thin a it little is, bit. But that division is highly winnable. Yeah. It is. You know what I mean? Like, they just got to be decent next year I don't and they'll know. be in the playoffs. I don't know. It depends on what the football team does. They got the maybe the best D-line in football, so it might be the gaps, the window's closing. Now, just before we go to break, as soon as this deck news came out again and with Watson also in the news, then all of a sudden you're going to see the comparison. Numbers-wise, Dak and, and Deshaun aren't too far apart. But to me, my eye test, I'm still taking Watson all day, every single day, twice on, on Sundays. You know? you. Right? Yeah. But isn't it kind of weird when you look at the stats? It's kind of it's, it's like, man, there's not that much separation at all. Dak competes with him, but many people would tell you the eye test tells you different. But Dak is telling you himself, I want money. That's why he didn't get the long-term deal because he wanted that 35, 30, somewhere around there. He wasn't worth that. The market at that point, we didn't know what Watson was going to do. Once he got the market and set him, then it was like, okay, if Watson's worth this much, 
I think the Cowboys organization was looking at it the same. Then you're worth way less, this much less. He's thinking different. Here we are, an injury later, a franchise tag to come, maybe multiple of them. I don't know where this goes, but it has to be settled at one point or another. It's not easy to get a leader under helmet. The Cowboys have dealt with that for a while. They Does he go down as Romo? Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what Cowboy fans, again, 713-780-3776, if you have anything to say about it before we get out of here. This is Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. Hi, this is Megan with Magpie's Gifts. Need a unique Valentine's Day gift for your wife, girlfriend, or someone special? For over 35 years, Magpie's has been Houston's source for home decor, unique gifts, and women's accessories. And for the last 10 years, we've partnered with HRP for all things human resources and payroll. HRP is extremely knowledgeable, and as a customer, we have designated support, which frees us up to run our business. We couldn't be happier with them. Learn how HRP can help your business. Go to hrp.net today. OMG, Dad. Karen was cray-cray when she saw the snap. Seriously, it was MBD. But Karen may have considered it a big deal, and posting it on social media wasn't probably the best idea. Sorry, sweetie. I got to take this call. KK, TCYL. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you later. Houston Powder Coaters, how can I assist you? Yes, this is Bill over at LMNOP. I have a hot RFQ for FPE. Any chance HPC can also send me a TDS for my QC department pronto? No problem. Just email your fabrication drawings and whatever specs you have for the fusion bonded epoxy requirement, and we'll get a jump on the quote immediately. To save some time, though, you can go to our website, HoustonPowderCoaters.com, to find the technical data sheets. HoustonPowderCoaters.com. Excellent. Oh, and before I forget, what's your ETC since the delivery date is TBD? Standard turnaround times are five business days on industrial projects, but Houston Powder Coaters can also handle rush jobs in as quick as one day. Good to know. I'll pull the specs for you right now. At HPC, a.k.a. Houston Powder Coaters, we also know the meaning of ASAP. This Black History Sports Moment is brought to you by Cadence Bank. With her high-flying skills and her high-difficulty scores on the bars, Olympic gymnast Gabrielle Douglas is sometimes called the Flying Squirrel. In the 2012 Olympics, fans watched worldwide as Gabrielle Douglas became the first American gymnast ever to win both the team and individual all-around gold at the same Olympics. This Black History Sports Moment was brought to you by Cadence Bank. Cadence Bank is proud to recognize Black History Month. Cadence Bank is dedicated to helping stabilize and revitalize low to moderate income communities and communities of color by providing affordable housing solutions, small business opportunities, financial literacy education, and by investing in distressed communities to help them thrive. For more information, visit our website at cadencebank.com or call 901-312-4415. Cadence Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. We interrupt your top 40 hits to issue this alert from the Carbach Brewing Company. In our efforts to brew our distinct and popular Hopadillo IPA, we have unwittingly created a monster. A monster with an insatiable thirst. A monster that will not stop until it gets what it wants. An ice-cold Hopadillo IPA. Just like the one I'm holding in my hand. Bold. Flavorful. Dry hopped. Irresistible. No. Sweet Mary! Hopadillo. Find it before it finds you. Bravely brewed in Texas by the Carbach Brewing Company.
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, the last segment before we leave you in the hands of a good Sunday. A little bit chilly, but hopefully you stay safe out there. Stay off the roads, please. So let's end it like this. I want to get you guys' thoughts. So the NCAA is coming out, and it's saying it's letting conferences decide whether the regular season or conference tournament champion gets the NCAA tournament bid. Usually it, you have to win the, the, the conference title, and then if, you know, if, you, if you've got one of the seeds throughout your regular season performances, whatever. But I bring this up because, okay, the Ohio State situation in college football where they, they kept pushing their envelope in, do you see this as a good or bad thing? Meaning that they're going to try to save, say a, a random team wins the conference title, they could say, man, good job, but you're not going. We're going to let the big school go still because that big school is going to bring more money in the tournament. How does that sound to you? It just, it's going to break a lot of hearts if you're that team that wins the conference journey and, and you're thinking, what about us? We're Jacksonville State. I mean, why are we playing these games? If, if we don't win them, it doesn't yeah, mean anything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Why are we even doing it then yeah. if we're going to handpick? If we're going to go back. You remember during football whenever everyone was putting Ohio State, but then Ohio State showed up and beat the hell out of Clemson. Yep. And then a lot of people were thinking, I told you. I mean, we were right to put them in there. But if you're doing this in basketball and all of a sudden that one team getting to the conference championship, you would always have that eight seed that runs, that runs hot. They win it. They're going, they're going to, the, to, the, to, to, to March Madness. They're going to dance. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, don't celebrate yet. Let us think about this. That's not fair. Why change it? I mean, it's been working so well. I know it's COVID, but don't mess up what's worked for so long. Let it let it be what it was. And that's part of the charm of March Madness, right? Or those Cinderella teams yeah. that, that come up and, and the and, Butler yeah. going to the Final Four, VCU, Shaka Smart's VCU. Like that's what we watch for. Yes, it takes it all out. I was just I thought it was funny, man. I read it yesterday, and I'm thinking. And that's going to break a lot of hearts, or, or like you said, what's the point of playing? Yeah, if we, if we win and we still don't get to go, like, what's the point of playing the game? Don't call me. I'll call you. That's all you hear. <laughs> it is. Like, what does that mean? No, but look, we're going to have to get used to a lot of this stuff, guys. It's, I know we're excited. Yay, it's 2021, but stuff is still not back to normal. One thing that will always be normal, like I said, it's the smorgasbord section. We're throwing it everywhere. When we look back – let's say 20 years, 25 years from now, do you think that we can ever explain to kids or whoever it is how great the NBA on TNT was, that group, like as far as the connection they have, the way they do that show, I think it's one of the greatest things ever. They have the perfect connection. Do you think that anything will ever uh, compare to that? I mean, no. I mean, watching that sometimes is better than watching the actual games themselves. Yeah, exactly. They just... No, I mean, exactly. Just sometimes you watch that show and you don't even know if they're joking or not, right? Like whenever Shaq and, and, and Barkley get into it, you know, and you're thinking, wow, this is getting this is getting personal. Yeah, that's the best. Like, even if it's a garbage, two, uh, two garbage teams playing, if it's on TNT, I'm going to watch it. It could be like the Cavs and the Pistons for all I care. The reason I bring this up, clear your calendars for March 4th because... Inside the NBA, the inside story, a documentary. That's going to be fantastic. 30-year anniversary. 
NBA on TNT, so they're going to do a behind the scenes of everything. I, I mean, I've, I've I've read some things of, of, like along the lines for it, and there's a lot of stuff in there that we're going to get to see that you don't. I mean, imagine when the cameras are off. Oh man, it's got to be Shaq and Chuck going at each other constantly. This right? is much watch TV, yeah. I would think. Oh yeah, I, I'm in. Sign Ma- me up. March fourth again. That's when you have to, uh, I guess, just clear your calendars because they're going to have it on and. I'm excited about it, man. As soon as I read about it, I said, this is something I have to be involved with. And, man, we got to have something to watch between now and, and the Astros. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we got a little window here where we need some, you what know. What time do the Roughnecks play? I know, right? It looks like they're going to be delayed another year. And Is and, that what the plans are a year right now? I think so. I don't think it's going to be until next year. That That's something I heard in passing, so if I'm incorrect, I apologize. If you were a betting man, what would the odds be that the XFL is back at, in the next two years, let's say? Minus what? Well, we, we saw that Dwayne Johnson got involved, And right? that's why there's yeah. hope. If, I don't think he's investing in something that's, that's at a dead end. I just don't see him making those kind of business decisions. I just, I guess COVID obviously doesn't help at all. But, okay, let's say COVID wasn't around. Do you think that they would have kicked off right away this year? I do. But you got to keep in mind that when they had those TV deals, like they weren't making money off the TV deals with ESPN and, and I think it was FS1 or their other partner. Like it was just a, hey, we're going to put you guys on TV. So they were making all their money off of ticket sales and concessions. Wow. And if you're not coming to the game to, to buy the tickets and, and buy the concessions, then, then they're not going to make any money. So, yeah, I, you know, if it was a normal year, yeah, I think they, they would be doing it. Speaking of the uh, TV deals, the, the NFL is kind of pushing the card on some of the deals to try to be able to help the salary cap. Before we get out of here, that's another aspect that I read about the salary cap. So in order to do that, they're trying to push TV deals that are extended three or four years out to try to, I guess, front pay them instead of back pay them, backload them, to try to put that into the league to be able to raise the salary cap. But just for me overall, man, just thinking about it, just it just doesn't sound good for me, man. There's a lot of question marks going into next season. Who does this hurt? It doesn't hurt the rookies. It doesn't hurt the guys, the stars that are on long on long contracts. But those veteran guys, yeah. that's who it hurts right now because they don't know. They don't know what the salary caps will be. Teams, teams aren't going to take that many chances. But if you're a team that has salary cap and you're seeing veterans get cut, you're picking them up. Salary cap, having, having salary cap to play with this year is going to be pivotal because of teams having to cut guys not knowing. A lot of middle to, to aging veterans somewhere around that area, they're going to get screwed. They are. But to your point, if you're a good GM and you got a little cap space, you can find some great value. You know, on some of these 29, 30 year old guys that are still good players, snatch them up and you get a good deal on them. So it's not great for the players, but it, it's good for the teams that have cap space. You're right. And also good for ESPN Plus. They're trying to get the Sunday ticket package while we're talking about Man. TV. Imagine that. That would be a game breaker. Oh, that would be, I would love that because. I've had my issues with DirecTV over the years. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, No comment. <laughs> we'll end the show like that. But uh, once again, thank you for checking in with us on a Sunday. It's not a football Sunday. It's a uh, let's kick it Sunday. So for the sake of going to kick it with your loved one, it's Valentine's Day. Enjoy the rest of your days. It's Trey Campbell. It was Josh Jordan. And I'm Jerry Bonos with a Z. Peace. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. ESPN 97.5.